You're listening to Bellwether's podcast with Matthews Joseph. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another new episode of Bellwether's podcast. And today we have Biju Thampi here with us on this podcast. Uh, Biju Thampi is the founder of Vision Rescue. It's a nonprofit organization based out in India, but they have operations all around the globe right now. They're venturing into the United States and Canada and different parts of the world. And uh, Biju Thampi is basically from Kerala, but uh, but settled in Mumbai. And it's such an honor to have you, uh, Biju Thampi. Thank you so much for for the for your time here. We will love to. We are so excited and. We'd love to know more about you and the insights that you are about to share. Thank you, Matthew. Great to be on your podcast. And hey, hello to everyone. <clears throat> yeah. So, um, uh, can you just tell us some a uh, bit about yourself, what you do, and the things that you uh, things that you do uh, about Vision Rescue and all? Thank you. Yeah, I'm Biju, and uh, married to Sekunda. We have three boys. Timothy is 22, Nathan is 20, and Benjamin is 11. And uh, we live in Mumbai originally from Kerala, but we've been living in Mumbai for 16 years. Before that, we were in Goa for nine years. Uh, we free children from exploitation. That's what we do in Mumbai. <clears throat> so actually, we are based in Mumbai, but we work in India in four different cities, Mumbai, Chennai, Kolkata, and New Delhi. <clears throat> so the main goal, the mission for Vision Rescue is to free children from all forms of exploit exploitation by engaging and sustaining them in education. So that's what we do. Oh, that's actually amazing. And I've, we've, we've seen like the works of you guys, what you guys do on Instagram. And it's actually great to see like how uh, how you as a social organization are standing up to social justice and doing those things that, uh, that you know, as a nonprofit that you guys are going ahead and whatever what God is enabling you to do. And we are so excited and, you know, to see what what's happening down there in India. So yeah, without further ado, I'm just going to jump into the questions. And, you know, as I, I know that you have been a leader for, for a long time and you've been leading different organizations and different, and you, you 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 basically been in this leadership role for a long time, and so uh, and uh, I just want to um, direct the next question towards an organization perspective. Like as an organization gets larger, there can be a tendency for the institution to dampen the inspiration. Like when when you start something, as it grows on, there's a chance that the vision actually is deviated from what it was originally set as. Uh, how do you keep this from happening, you know, and how do you keep make sure that that the vision and the inspiration stays within as the institution grows into uh, into bigger into a bigger one? Thank you. Thank you, Matthew. That's a great question. And it's a vast, um, you know, subject. I mean, you can talk about it for a long time, but I'll keep it short. So and I'll keep it from a um, social justice initiative point of view. <clears throat> So for us, with what we do, it's very personal. Because for me to start Vision Rescue, it started by God asking me a question. If it was your child, would you do something about it? So we heard about a child on the street drinking milk from the dog. And uh, by the time I was a father of two, two boys, and it, it became very personal. So we keep it very personal. You know, so when it comes to your own children, if your children are in trouble, you know, you're always inspired, you know, you, you, you take it forward. And also the other thing is, uh, I believe it's very important to keep our heart tender before God. You know, that is not only in terms of your work, <clears throat> in your life, one of the most important thing is keep your heart tender before God. If 
the cross does not um you know make me eyes teary you know if i think about the cross and god's love if it does not move me uh, then i am in a dangerous place if i see people struggling if i see people um suffer and if it does not move me or affect me then i am in a very dangerous place so one of the phrases that we use in vision rescue is if you are not affected you can't be effective so yeah to answer your question i really believe that uh, if at all we come to a place where things don't move us or affect us we stop go back think pray talk uh, get back to that place where we are affected again wow okay that's that's actually great and um and is like is 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 this something that you have actually gone through like you know you have any like because uh, the way I, i feel like you talk about it, like so what what like uh how do you actually tell communicate to your organization like you know at, like you are like maybe you started two people right now you have 20 people so isn't it hard for us to, for any leader to tell their organization to take a step back and reanalyze it and how how would how would you, i mean how would you do it how would vishtampi do it absolutely we have now at the moment our staff strength is 130 and then we have 90 people interning with us and then we have a whole bunch of volunteers so especially in the bigger city like mumbai or anywhere in india this is a possibility that can happen every day because you see things around you and uh, the the natural tendency is for you to build a wall around you for you not to get affected because if you do get affected every day it will mess with your life it will mess with mess with your schedule mess with your wallet it will mess with everything so natural tendency is to build a wall but if we build that wall we can't be effective we can't make a difference we will then become very program centric even as a not for profit organization instead of being people centered we will become program centered you know we will get we will become project centered so then we have lost our edge so it's a self uh, evaluation thing nobody can tell me nobody can tell you can't tell if i'm um institutionalized or if i'm inspired i can fake it very easily you know i can uh, act like i'm inspired i can act like i'm moved <clears throat> but i will know deep inside of me so it's a very honest conversation that we keep alive all the time and i tell our people you know if we come to that place where it's not moving us anymore then we should not be doing this you know so for me it's between me and god um so that's and and i believe you know as a leader you impart more than what you tell people so you are the culture so if i am not living that no matter how many times i tell my people it won't get to their heart but if i am actually if i am living it uh if i am in that place um if i am very honest and vulnerable with my people you know when we have those conversations it will go from my heart to my people's hearts yeah wow that 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 was solid and i think that's amazing and uh i think like you know that's something that you know to keep up the inspiration is something that as leaders entrepreneurs or visionaries that each and every one of us must be doing and uh over to my next question so uh i mean you you said you lead an organization with 130 people um with uh, different in different countries so what what are some of the ways that you actually encourage creative thinking within your organization yeah again you know when it's personal you become creative 
you know, you don't make excuses. I'll come back to that very thing, you know. So if your child is in trouble, you will get creative. You will, excuses will not, you know, will not, will not stop you. You know, obstacles will not stop you. You know, problems will not stop you. If you, you, you come up with solutions, right? True. You know, if yeah. one doesn't, one thing doesn't work, you don't go back. You don't quit. Okay. You will try until it happens. You will talk to people. You'll get advice. You'll do whatever it is it takes to get creative. So I really believe creativity comes when you face obstacles, but there is no turning back. You have to make it happen. That's, that's when creativity comes. So for us, that's been our story, you know. So for example, when we saw the kids on the streets, you know, we started buying some snacks and we started with six kids. So then, you know, we understood that we had to teach them. If we don't educate them, there's no future. So we started with the sidewalk, you know, footpath on the road. So when the monsoons came, uh, we couldn't gather them on the on the footpath. Other obstacles came. We needed a place. So we talked to people. We talked to politicians. We talked to other people. And, uh, you know, different people promised us different things. It was not happening. So we could have easily gone back and said, okay, I tried. It's not happening. But when it's your own children, you don't go back. You don't, you, quitting is not an option. So we thought about why don't we get a bus and turn the bus into a classroom and teach the kids inside the bus, you know, so that I had never seen that happen before. So it came as an idea to me. Then, okay, now where do we get the bus from? So I began to go and talk to people who owned schools and uh, played with them. Can you please give me a school bus? Uh, you know, we, we want to teach children on the streets, you know, so you, when quitting is not an option, you know, you get creative, you beg, you plead, you do whatever it takes to make it happen. Yeah, well, that's, I think that's amazing. And since I said, you know, about obstacles and I, actually my next question was actually, uh, um, was actually directed towards obstacles and uh and it's like it's about the challenges you know i say like like you said you know you have actually faced those challenges and that's when you have a, a much creative like the, the bus scenario but you actually started a bus within in a classroom in a bus and that's something that that's very unheard of and that's like you know that you know at desperate times you actually have you you go for a desperate need and you go for a desperate solution and um so in terms of challenges and obstacles what are some of the biggest challenges that you're facing in life as a leader and, you know, what are some of the takeaways that you have had from those challenges? You know what, Matthew? I mean, I face a lot of challenges, but I'm going to be very honest. The biggest challenge is comfort. Wow. Okay. Um, you have to fight that place of complacency with, with tooth and nail, with all that you have, because that is your biggest obstacle. Problems are not your biggest obstacles. You know, problems and obstacles, uh, when you face, you will always, you have that ability to fight. You have that drive to fight. You, when you uh, know that you can't quit, you know, you'll fight, you'll get creative, you will find a way, you will overcome it. But the moment you get comfortable and complacent, you lost your edge. I believe that is uh, the biggest challenge that any leader uh, any any leader can face, especially in terms of you know my field of work. 
And uh, how, how do you think, like, you know, what are some, like, what are the takeaways that you feel like sh- that leaders should be taking to avoid complacency? Like, even after, even after growth, I've seen this uh, in, in, in different organizations that I, I was, wor- I've worked with after a particular time, once you reach a saturation point, when you are actually, you, you, you actually have achieved what you thought initially, how, what you wanted to do. And then you, you come to a place of comfort where that, you know, you feel like, okay, this is where the growth stops, or this is where the saturation is. And in cases of like that, when our organizations when they're leading as leaders or entrepreneurs what 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 would what what you tell them like to go from that saturation point to further potential and growth one of the most important thing is you know like i was saying earlier keep your heart tender before god be led by the holy spirit you know if you position yourself in a place where you hear the voice of god with you regularly and uh, and and the key to that is uh, stay dependent on the Holy Spirit. One of the most uh, powerful scriptures from the Bible that I have read is uh, John chapter 15, verse 5. It says, apart from me, you can do nothing. Jesus says, apart from me, you can do nothing. So if we live every moment in that realization, we keep asking God, what next, Lord? What do you have to tell me? You know, what should I do? And, you know, being positioned in a place where you hear the voice of God in a very regular way is one of the most important things. And the second thing is to surround yourself with people who will challenge you. You know, I mean, we can all, we all have mentors. I got mentors, but um, they are limited to how much you open up to them. Okay. You can, again, you can fake it to your mentors. (laughs) You can only show them the part of you that you want them to see. Then you lost your edge. It's, it's actually between you and God. If you really want to grow, if you really want to be uh, moving forward, you surround yourself with people who will question you, who will challenge you, who will shake you up. Uh, they will know when you get comfortable. If you really are honest with your mentors, they will really know that you're slowing down. And and surround yourself with people who are much uh, ahead of you, um, think bigger than you, uh, think differently to you. Uh, who are not afraid to challenge you. So that for me, that's, I'm, I'm so blessed to have people around me, you know, who will ask me the most difficult and awkward questions. <laughs> They'll put me in a tight spot. So it's very uncomfortable, but I choose to be in that place. Otherwise, it will affect my growth. Wow. And uh, I think like my last question was actually directed towards role models and uh, mentors. But uh, and since you have addressed partially about that, I think I'll go ahead and act, ask it out. Uh, how important important is it to have a role model in today's generation? Absolutely important. Absolutely important. Because, I mean, I just lost my dad two weeks ago. And to me, he was one of the, he is... He is one of the biggest role models for me. Um, uh, I've been, since I lost him two weeks ago, I've been reflecting a lot more on his life. Uh, and you're right, you know, we we really need role models and we need um, role models who are honest, who are open, um, who will challenge you. Um, you know, I mean, my dad was one of those people, he will... He will ask me tough questions. He will put me in my place. He'll make me make sure that I stay grounded. So I'll, I'll, I really miss him. I, I will talk to him every day and I will miss him. But, uh, you know, things that he has already spoken to me, questions that he has already asked me, 
will always keep inspiring me. I think, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, understood, yeah, and uh, I, I see how you look up to your father, how you see people, how you look up to role models, and I think that's like much more important in this generation when people don't even know where they're going and where they don't have, a, where they don't even understand what purpose that God has set for us, that for them in their life, and then you know they're wasting their potential that God has actually placed them, them the investment that God has given to them, and you know, and I feel like role models is actually necessary to lead the people in the right way, and yeah, I think uh, that. Was some much amazing insight that uh you've given to people us do not... oh, sorry go on sorry so i see a lot of people who don't like people who challenge them you know who don't who distance themselves from people who would ask them questions or who would differ with them sure. uh, actually they are your best people even in leadership i need to surround myself with people who will see my blind spots you know my team if I only have a group of people who say yes to me, it's not only your role models that you look up to, it's even your team. You know, I believe you need to have people who will ask you questions, who will differ with you, uh, who will challenge you. So I'm blessed to you know, have a group of people around me who will not just buy into everything that I'm saying, just like that, you know, who will, who will I mean, of course they honor me, they honor my leadership, but they have the freedom to ask me questions. You know, they have the freedom to challenge me. And we have very healthy, heated discussions and debates a lot of times, which really helps me as a leader also to gain perspective. You know, a lot of times, it's only it's not only people who are up there who helps me gain perspective. Even, I mean, people who I mentor, people who I lead, you know, my children, you know, they, they challenge me. They ask me questions which causes me to think. You know, so if I'm not defensive, if I'm um, open to new paradigms, that there is a growth opportunity for me every day. And I believe it's very important for all of us. True. 100%. I think that's that's, some, that's something that we should definitely, the, the uncomfortable questions that, that we don't want to answer, that's always, uh, and, you know, and we all come across that. And I think like when you find answers to that, when you start looking and start thinking to answers to that, I think that's, uh, that's how you enable yourself to be a better leader and also build the people around you. And yeah, I think uh, I think we've come to the end of our session. We got some great insights about from Pastor Biju about 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 how to lead and how to how 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 to have a vision, how to sustain the vision, most importantly. And yeah, and I think that's uh, amazing. And um, before before we wrap up, one quick question: what what would you say would be the golden words from Biju Tampi to uh, the people who are listening right now? Um, stay humble. Uh, stay dependent on God. Um, stay open keep learning and uh, uh, dream big and uh, don't stop getting affected by what you see around you always keep a tender heart be moved <clears throat> wow i think that 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 was solid and that was amazing once again thank you uh thank you for your time thank you for uh the time that you take it to give us some insights and stuff and we 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 really love the session we're really looking forward to what god is about to do to vision rescue and through uh the different cities that uh, god is using you guys to plant a uh, plant uh plant the seeds of revival in so yeah uh, and once again thank you so much for your time and thank you so much for everybody for listening thank that was uh that was pastor uh, Thumpy. And uh, stay tuned for the next episode. And once again, thank you so much. Thank you for listening to Bellwether's podcast. If you loved this episode, do not forget to share and subscribe. Also, we would really appreciate if you could leave a review. 
Thanks again for listening and stay tuned for our next episode.